Well, it appears as though it is about noontime here in the Florida Keys. You are listening to RadioA1A.com, and uh, this is the Florida Keys Real Estate Guys. Yeah, got through we're that. back. I, I, I got through about three sentences <laughs> without effing any of it up. Yeah, there you go. How about that? Good. All right. Well, have a nice afternoon, everybody. Yeah, we'll they, see you around. We did, all, we did what we were supposed to do. <laughs> well done. Great Accomplishment. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell you what, folks. Uh, we really uh, have a great show for you today. I was hoping that, uh, Bob, I wouldn't shut that all the way because you might confuse our guest. But um, we, uh, we have a, a mold guy. Yes. In. And this is a scientist. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason for this is we are a year and a couple of days yeah. uh, past Irma. And um, we've done a lot of shows on Irma over the last year or so and, and tried to bring people up to speed on, you know, what to expect. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, these folks uh, that are uh, going through Florence right now, um, you know, the, the governor of North Carolina was uh, talking yesterday that, you know, she hasn't passed. Right. She's sitting here. Yeah. Dumping on us. Yeah. You know, and the water... And, you know, people fear the wind, you know, well, don't fear the reaper. You yeah. Know? I mean, it, it's so much more damage is done by water. Rising people don't waters, realize that. The highest death toll in any hurricane is from the rising waters that surge. people try and drive through. Sure. You know, you're in your vehicle and it's fresh water. It's not ocean water. Right. So, I mean, it, the, the risks, the dangers are... Almost, it's sometimes it's hard for people to really get their minds around the fact that it's not just the big blow. You did know? you see and, the graphic that the Weather Channel did, where they were rising? There was an amazing thing that they actually got. Mm. Um, yeah, they got video really game cool. video game producers to help them, and it was like as they raised their hands, you could literally see the difference between a three foot storm surge, a six foot storm oh, surge. Yeah, seeing the cars float by, the sure. graphic was. Was not only amazing but really educational. Well, and, and a little unnerving. As yeah, a little well, scary too. You know, because when you realize that you're in, you know, three feet of water, two feet of water, sure, will move, you know, an average compact car. I know that you firsthand. Know, floating away. I got you know. caught in Irene, what was that, in 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we almost made it home, and the car in front of me stalled, and within a minute and a half, Gone. we had off water in our car all the way up to the seats. Yeah. And we started fl- just about floating until someone you know got out with me and pushed it up to a little bit yes. higher ground. But yeah, no, in, in a minute and a half, that's how quick it happens. Oh, yeah. That's, and that was a minuscule storm. Yeah, six inches of running water, folks will take a man, mm-hmm. two hundred pound man, off his feet. Yeah. Six inches. No jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Bob and Dr. Bob has this great poker face. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean and considering what he did for a living and all that, probably very important to have that. But, you know, I mean to uh be able to look at somebody and, and appear interested and you know, you know. You know, behind the blue eyes and and the and the white hair, those gears are grinding up there. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's, and it's I'm sure it's deviant, whatever the thought is. Moving right along, folks. Uh, we want to thank um, Sunshine Title, uh, Jenny, and the crew up there. Uh, they do an amazing job trying to keep all the surprises at bay 
when you uh, close your real estate transaction. Uh, they are the team that I prefer, and oh, yeah. uh, you know uh, we've used them a bunch of times. East Coast Mortgage Lenders, Kenny Nyman, a new guy on the program. We're going to actually have some commercials for you to hear from Ken pretty soon, so you'll really be able to get an idea of what he does. Uh, but uh, in the lending business down here in the Keys for a long time, as uh, are the go, uh, good ladies at uh, Center State Bank, Lisa and Betty, um, Oh, just a wide range of services offered there. Prime Lending, uh, yeah, Bob, Bob Klein. Man, you know, man Mr. Mr. Aggressive Boy, he yeah. gets in there, gets a hold of that bone, and you know, ain't nobody getting it away from him. You know, so uh, which fair representation that is what you want absolutely. when you're borrowing the money. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, these you're... are these are great. All of them are great folks who yeah. get the job done. And you know, I've had a lot of experience with Bob getting the hard ones mm-hmm. uh, done. Maybe one day he'll get a client that's normal. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not from you. Yeah, yeah no, no, not from normal. But but let me tell you. We We've, the fortunate thing is we've had deals with all all of those sponsors, oh, yeah, and, uh, absolutely. and not just that they're sponsored, but they're really great people that are awesome at what they do. You know, it's not a matter of you know t- writing down in a form. I need six hundred k, right? You know, and then you hand, you know, I mean, there's so much more to borrowing money sure. than meets the eye, and you know, all of these folks, uh, Kenny, Bob, uh, Betty, and uh, Lisa. I mean, they just do an amazing job, and we're really grateful that they come along on this program. Every what I Monday. think is cool too is each one of them has their own specialty oh yeah, i mean you look absolutely. at the portfolio lending that lisa is able to put together for mobile homes it's awesome I and mean, that is really really neat you know and yeah. uh you know all, all all the entities really have a great very cool unique sphere they work we are um you know as uh, we were talking about florence and, and uh, irma and whatnot uh keys insurance uh helped found fair insurance yep. rates in Monroe, and they are uh, one of the strongest hands on the tiller down here for keeping uh, those insurance rates in check and, you know, uh, making us understand that, you know what, look, the insurance company's taking a (laughs) gamble, you know, being in this game, and and it's no easy deal by any means, so... Uh, you know, we are grateful that Keys Insurance comes along on this every week as well. They just did a great job for some clients of mine that just closed my recent sale. And right? we had an issue. It was a 1960s built home. And wow. it was a little hard to insure, but they got it done and, and provided a great rate, too, for our clients. So And a good deal. Yeah, and a good deal. Awesome. So, you know, really take my hat off to them. That is so cool. Good deal. Kind of like that. So, well, you know, it, we do want to talk about Irma a little bit here because, you know, uh, it was considered... And, and and a lot of folks don't realize this, but Irma was considered and still is the largest hurricane Huge. ever, you know, ever recorded yeah. on the Atlantic. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's, it was yeah. massive. You know, uh, the, we're not talking about maximum. Maximum sustained winds in Irma were 160 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. The, you know, consistent hurricane blowing for one minute. Around the room, anyone? Yeah. You mean in, in Bob? In, how many mean, miles an hour? You mean in Irma or in Irma. A record? How many? No, no, no. How many? You know, consistent wind speed in Irma. One forty. Okay, Bob. One forty-five. One seventy. Mm. <laughs> in Cudjo. Yeah. Mm. Well, there was yeah. One hundred and thirty was the sustained, you know, airspeed. Now the 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 maximum gusts were one sixty. Yeah, yeah. So and that means and the size of Irma alone, you know, I mean four hundred miles across. That's what amazed me is yeah. you know, I've been through Andrew, been through a lot of these. The duration was it 
18 hours we were getting pummeled. Uh, oh, Andrew yeah. Andrew blew through in five hours. Yeah. It did done. horrible, but in five hours it was done. Right. This sucker, man, just kept going on and on well, and on. And Irma, the way Irma jigged and jagged and zigged and zagged up through the state, too. You know, yeah. I have a friend who left the Keys. You know, uh, she was in a condominium, uh, concrete, poured concrete building with mm-hmm. shutters. They said, why are you leaving? Yeah. You know, it, you know. But, yeah, the short version there, you know, um, I think I gave it all the way in the first uh, uh, the sentence there. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the bottom line is went up to Fort Myers and guess what greeted her <laughs> when she got to Fort Myers. Yep. You know, so. Uh, but uh, here's the deal. With Irma, you know, the size of the storm from the eye wall, which, you know, Kajo Key to basically uh, 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 Big Pine Key. Yep. You know, it was right where that sucker came on, on land, you know, uh, out to 140 miles. Yeah. So 70 in either direction was hurricane force winds, yeah. 130 miles an hour. Sure. That is kicking butt. Yeah. You know, I don't care who you are. The inside of this uh, whole uh, buildup for you folks is that, you know, uh, wind-driven rain and storm surge, you know, something that they experienced in spades and they're still getting it up in Florence, uh, up in the Carolinas, and Virginia. Uh, it, you know, the bottom line is this. You know what? You're going to have mold. Yep. Period. Yep. You're just going to have mold. There is no getting around no. it. And the longer you don't take care of it, the worse it gets. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, there's just no stopping it. Look, you look at any home, uh, really, and, and Jesus, I've seen a thousand in the last six years, mm-hmm. but... You know, I, and you know, you've been in the business twenty-five. You know, I mean, how many homes have you walked through in in Florida yeah. over that time period? Easily a thousand. You know, and you've got an air conditioner that leaks water. You know, because it's got a runoff. Yeah. You know, well, okay, so you got a constant source of con- condensation. You have tropical temperatures. Yep. You know, you have sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you need. You got mold. That's a perfect okay? recipe. Yeah, you got mold. That's all there is to it. So, you know, this doesn't go away, and, uh, you know, it, you need to treat it. You need to deal with it. You need to have, you know, uh, air cleaners in your house to take care of it. Um, you know, we've got uh, a couple of minutes here. I think Terry should be here soon. Uh, we're waiting on Terry Dunn, who is a, an inspector with Coastal, uh, who is our mold guy, and he is en route to the program. So as soon as Terry shows up, uh, you know, we're going to get him on the air. We're going to start talking about how to deal with mold. In the meantime, we will take a break. You are listening to the Florida Keys Real Estate Guys live on Radio A1A. Michael and I will be back in a couple of minutes. Stay with us. Are you looking for the right home loan that meets your needs? Whether you're looking to purchase, refinance, or renovate, Prime Lending has over 400 fixed and adjustable home loan products to meet your individual needs. With over 300 local offices, Prime Lending provides loans in all 50 states. Prime Lending consistently ranks in the top 10 lenders nationwide. Mortgage applications don't need to be difficult. Prime Lending spells out their 
loan process from start to finish and can pre-qualify you for the right home loan. So call Prime Lending for your home loan needs. Dial 1-800-317-7463. That's 1-800-317-7463. All loans are subject credit approval. Prime Lending MLS 13649 is an equal housing lender. Prime Lending is a wholly owned subsidiary of Plains Capital Bank. Hi, this is Robert from Prime Lending, a proud supporter of the Florida Keys Real Estate Guys on Radio A1A. chain of islands known for its crystal blue waters, famous for sports fishing, world-class diving, and its laid-back atmosphere. Nestled between the Everglades National Park and the National Marine Sanctuary, the Keys are home to a precious and rare ecosystem found nowhere else. Here you will also find world-class dining featuring fresh-from-the-dock seafood as well as other chef-prepared culinary favorites. has the feel of a quaint seaside village with a laid-back vibe, taking you worlds away from everyday cares. Stunning coastal-inspired homes line the shores of the islands offering spectacular sunset views. Whether you start your day taking in the sunrise on your oceanfront veranda or heading out on the water for an adventure, the Keys has something to offer everyone. American Caribbean Real Estate, your Christie's International Real Estate Brokerage, knows that our island lifestyle is just as important as the home, and we are prepared to match you to the right property to fit your lifestyle. As the local Christie's International Real Estate affiliate, we have the powerful backing of the network, including 1,300 offices worldwide, and the only real estate company owned by a premier auction house. This, added to our local market expertise, makes American Caribbean Real Estate the right agency to assist you in finding your piece of paradise in the Florida Keys. I'm Maynard Edwards from Baltimore, Maryland, and whenever I'm on the road to the Florida Keys or I just want to feel like I'm in the Florida Keys, I listen to Trop Rock on Radio A1A at RadioA1A.com. You know, Maynard, there's another thing you can do if you want to feel tropical, and it's um, you get out your zigzags and... No, no, kidding. Just a thought. You are listening to RadioA1A.com, uh, Florida Keys Real Estate Guys. And our illustrious guest, uh, Terry Dunn, is with us today, and this is from the uh, Coastal Indoor Environmental Consultants. Terry, thank you so much. Well, you're yeah. welcome. Appreciate you coming on. It's my um, pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Absolutely. You bet. Well, we're, you know, and we were talking earlier, we're a year and a couple of days out from Irma from right. last year. Uh, you know, do you think there's a home in the Florida Keys that doesn't have mold? <laughs> No. Uh. <laughs> there you okay. go. Thanks for coming. Appreciate really? it. <laughs> it's How that you get easy in a Terry? nutshell. Yeah, well, it is in a nutshell. I mean, basically, you know, uh, wind-driven rain, storm surge, this kind of moisture, you know, it's it's pretty tough to get around that. Yeah. Well, as you know, mold is a living organism. Right. And it needs two key ingredients in order to germinate and grow. 
the parts of the mold are the spores, which are like seeds of a plant. Right. Now, those seeds are not living. They're not alive. They're not. Not yet. Right. Yeah. But they're waiting for moisture. Mm. Moisture is the key to germination. So once they get into a situation where there's water, the mold can germinate. Now, to sustain its life, it needs a bio-rich food substance. And pretty much everything you can see inside your house is food <laughs> right. for mold yeah. growth. <laughs> Sorry. There's only a <laughs> that few. That shouldn't be funny, but, you know, when you think about it, you know, really. And, you know, us being here in the Florida Keys, does it matter if it's salt water versus fresh water? No. So they're, they're just as productive in either, either, either wet source. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, mold is ubiquitous. It, the spores are everywhere. So they're embedded in our building materials when they come to our home to be built. Before you even put your house right. up, you're already there. But the spores, again, are not alive. They're like seeds. They're just sitting there waiting. So mm-hmm. if you ever bought a, you know, plant seeds for your garden, right. you know, they're in Same an envelope. They're dry. Right. Right. They're not right. going to do anything. Now, we know that, that mold spores can remain dormant for at least 5,000 years. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> All right? Yeah, there's it's a the shelf life for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, King Tut spore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They yeah. germinated mold off of team, uh, King Tut's uh, mummy. Wow. I was joking. And uh, <laughs> that's how we know. So, wow. Holy cow. 5,000 years? Yes. And they're still viable. Wow. Right. Uh, well, well you know, absolutely. As mold. You know, so. so the key is mold must have water, and it must have a bio-rich food substance so that once it germinates, it'll be able to maintain growth. So you're inside your home looking around, and uh, the walls are painted with latex paint? Food source. Right. Okay. Exactly. And the, and the paper on the drywall <laughs> mm-hmm. is food as well. Okay. Now, without water, you cannot have any mold growth. I can take mold spores and put them on the wall, and if there's no water, those spores aren't going to do anything. Yeah. They're just going to sit there until the maid cleans them off and takes them outside. What about humidity? Well, that's what I'm going to get into okay. eventually. <laughs> Sorry to jump the shark. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. I just want to give you a little background sure. yeah. on mold. Sure. Uh, the parts of mold and stuff like that. Then we'll get into the types of water. Okay. And then we'll get into building materials. So mold has certain parts of its anatomy. It has the spores, which are the seeds. It has hypha, which are the penetration that comes out of the spores once it germinates. And then it has the mycelium, which is the bushy part that it's a green produces, it produces yeah. the spores. Right. Now, mold's unique from a plant. One of its unique characters is it can launch its spores out into the air. It's a survival mechanism that's, you know, made mold so successful over the years. <laughs> But mold is very important. <laughs> Sorry, that just sounds very funny. I, I'm just I, I, yeah. there's something you say yeah, here. Mold. Know. I feel like I'm talking about Adam. What yeah. is his name? Yeah. From, you yeah. know, yeah, something. Uh, what is it? Uh, what was the band? Um, Adam Levine. Yeah, it's uh, Maroon Five. There you go. Yeah. All yeah. right. So so successful over the years, just yes. like mold. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. All right. So, I'm sorry. Moving right along. Yeah. So you're going to have a few of these locker room moments. Mold you know? porn. Right. Yeah. No problem. No right. problem. So mold can launch its spores into the air as a survival mechanism. Now, mangoes 
mango trees can't launch their mangoes 500 miles and hope it lands on a wet spot, germinates, and grows, whereas mold probably a good thing mm-hmm. has that ability. So yeah. when mold is living, it can release its spores into the air. Now, when it's dead, it's no longer viable. It can't release its spores into the air, but the spores are still there. Mm. So still viable. When you have building materials that are currently wet, you're going to have viable mold growth. AKA any lumber. There's no way around that. You're going to have it. Right. Uh, But once the materials dry out, for example, Irma hit a year ago. And by now, all those materials that were saturated are dried out. They evaporate out unless they're exposed to the outdoors and it continues to rain on the material. So it's important that time is the essence. When you're dealing with a mold situation, if you have wet building materials, they are going to grow mold. Sure. Mm -hmm. But it takes a little time. It has to go through that process where the mold is going to germinate. It's going to set root. It's going to grow. And it's going to reproduce. So by the time it makes colonies and reproduces, it could be anywhere from a week to two weeks where you could start having amplification of new spores coming from that growth. Yeah, this almost sounds like pornography. Man. Well, that's what I said. It's, 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 it's mold porn. Yeah, right? it is. Mold porn. There you go. <laughs> Kinda like that. Uh, you know, I mean, it, this is a really common thing that takes place every second of every day in a right. place like subtropical weather, right? Yes, and it doesn't take a hurricane. It could be a leaky pipe in a drain. Uh, it could be not running the air conditioner sure. properly. Yeah. And we'll talk about that. Uh, but anyways, the mold uh, has to be exposed to a water source. Right. Anywhere there's any kind of water that it shouldn't be indoors. Now, a lot of people get their blinders. You know, they they live in their own house. They don't see certain things because they walk in they see the same thing every day but they don't see any differences for example i'll walk into a home and a person will tell me no you're not going to find any mold in this house (laughs) and we're in the foyer we're in the foyer and i look straight up at the ceiling and Mm -hmm. there's mold on the ceiling yeah right so it is interesting but you know try to open your eyes and look for water in your home where it's not supposed to be and if you have a problem, you have a little bit of time, but you got to deal with it immediately. Mm-hmm. Now, let's talk about water. Water comes in three forms, but it's still H2O in all three forms. It comes in a solid, a liquid, and a gas. Now, solid, we don't really care about much down here. That's ice. <laughs> well, I, you know. You can get it's, it. It's important but, at the bar. Right. You know, so. So yeah. then you have liquid, which really doesn't require my expertise because if you see a stain on the ceiling and a puddle on the floor it's very likely that you have a roof leak or Mm -hmm. some kind of air conditioner issue and it needs to be dealt with but you can see it where the mystery comes in is water in the form of gas which is vapor moisture yeah steam now that can happen a lot of different ways it can happen uh, humidity from not running your air conditioner properly. Right. And what that allows for is when you have elevated relative humidity levels indoors, it offers an opportunity for condensation to occur on a surface. Sure. 
Mold must have water, but it's got to be in the form of liquid. Okay. Just humidity in the air oh, okay. isn't going to germinate mold spores. However, the humidity that is in the air can condensate on a microscopic level on a surface. So drywall can get condensation occur on it. Well, tile floors. Right. have got to be, you know, I mean, that's a, that's a target-rich yep. environment there, right? Right. right. Now, a lot of the building structures in South Florida, they need they need a thing called maintenance. Mm. You, know, you have to maintain. <laughs> Some more than others. And yeah. really what's of concern is the exterior envelope. Right. A lot of things are on the exterior envelope that people don't think about. Now, your roof shingles or your roof system, if that's broken, you're obviously going to know that when you see a leak. But sometimes if you have a leak occurring at a window, right. you won't see it right away. Yeah. Right, right. And it won't make itself present. You know, if you have a dresser in front of a window, mm-hmm. you're not going to see the base wall below the window. Right. And it can get saturated. And you have moisture building up inside the wall cavity, and then it makes itself present outside the wall cavity. But meanwhile, the mold is growing rabbit inside the wall cavity. Mm-hmm. And it's amplifying its spores out into the room. Right. Now, the spores affect our tissue because there are proteins on the shell of the spore known as delta-glucans. And I won't get technical about that. But but those proteins are what help the hypha survive when it germinates, Mm kind of like Egg yolks, you know, the yolk is the food for an egg. Right, right. Well, those delta-glucans, those proteins are very inflammatory when they make contact with our tissues. And mold spores are very small, so we can inhale them, breathe them. Extra special. And they get into our airways, Mm -hmm. and it can inflame those tissues. It can get on our skin, inflame those tissues. It can... Get in our eyes, stuff like sure, that. Sure, mucous so membrane. Yeah. That's what gives us those symptoms mm-hmm. that, you know, the mold will produce. Mm-hmm. And we, we know we have some kind of problem when we, do, when we experience those symptoms. Sometimes mold can be present and you won't smell it. Right. right. Other times you can smell it. The odor you're smelling is the waste from the mold. Every biological living thing eats it consumes and it wastes yeah so the alkalides that are in the waste are what give it that foul odor interesting so kind of listen to your senses and don't be afraid to recognize that maybe you have a problem right and so you're you go you know like uh you're going home tonight you know and uh walk in the house and you know take a deep breath Right. You know, right. I mean, if you find yourself reacting, right. you know, to that, uh, then chances are pretty good you got mold in your house. Right. You know, and I mean, the, the symptoms would be, uh, you know, relatively cursory. I mean, you know, kind of you know, watery eyes, you know, scratchy throat, something like that, like you're getting sick, right? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's okay. that inflammation you're talking about. Right. And mm-hmm. that's how it all starts. And, you know, everybody's different. Some people respond very easily to, it, to yeah. a minor exposure sure. to mold, and mm-hmm. some people don't even notice it's there. Well, when we had this discussion when you were going through uh, one of the properties, uh, you know, that uh, 
that I had you uh, inspect uh, recently, and and that is is that you know because I'm I'm immune suppressed, you know right. I'm a transplant recipient, so you know my uh, immune system doesn't work right up there with everybody else's, right. you know. So the idea of walking into a, a mold house, a house with mold in it, rather. Uh, yeah, I, I'm a little unnervy. Uh, you know, don't, don't like that idea. Right, right. You said that you know really uh, there wasn't that much for me to worry about. Well, short-term exposure we know isn't going to create long-term okay. problems. However, it's good that you brought that up because we don't really know what the long-term exposure effects are on the human body. And we're learning things as we go. I mean, I studied biology 30 years ago. Right. I'm getting up in my age. and uh, <laughs> Yeah, there's no room for young guys in yeah, this office. No, no, no. no, no. But I, I do enjoy going back and, and restudying some of the stuff. That, sure. And it's amazing the discoveries that we've made just in 30 years. So yeah. where will we be in 50 years? Well, we may find that long-term exposure to molds may enhance your capability of getting certain types of cancer. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that that, that, that we know fact. that we yet, yeah. right. but right. It, is, it is a possibility, and I could get into the technical sure. aspects of that. But and, are, and I guess certain molds are more toxic than others. Is that correct? Like you always hear about the black mold, so right. to speak. Right. So some types of molds release mycotoxins, uh, there is a genera known as Stachybotrys, which is the black mold type. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of the species in that genera do produce mycotoxins. <clears throat> the uh, Aspergillus genera yeah. has several species in that genera that are releasing mycotoxins. So really, the way we address a, a situation when we do an assessment... <clears throat> It's not about the type of mold. It's mm-hmm. about the quantity. Mm-hmm. Because there are tolerable amounts of mold everywhere. Sure. When we walk in the front door, we bring mold spores in, in with, with us. Right, just right. on, on us. But they're tolerable amounts that we can handle. Right. Uh, it's when you get the growth indoors where the source is, right. and it continues to grow and amplify, sure. that's when the the amounts become concentrated enough that it becomes a concern. Got well, you, you know, real estate-wise, too, and, and in fact, it's a required disclosure that we yes, have now uh, from a couple years ago, was the Chinese mold. And like you were saying, it's in the building materials. It became a major, major problem here, especially in <clears throat> South Florida, oh, uh, when there was a lot of building boom and what have you, and I'm sure you found a lot of that. Yeah, that's a different, that's a different compound. You're talking about Chinese drywall, right? which... Uh, had a chemical in it that was excessive. The sulfur dioxide uh, was excessive in the ingredients when they made it in China, and uh, it would gas off the sulfur dioxide mm-hmm. gas, which is very corrosive to metals. Mm-hmm. And uh, not so good for your lungs either. Right? Well, we have metal in our blood. We yeah. have iron in sure. our sure. blood. Sure. So if it's rusting metal or corroding metal, right. you know, what's it going to do to our blood? You know, so. Okay. You know, and on that cheery note, yeah, we're going to take a break here. Uh, yeah, give, yourself, uh, give yourself a minute to uh, clear the pipes and uh, we'll move right on. Uh, Terry Dunn is with us from uh, Coastal Indoor uh, Environmental Consultants. And uh, we will be talking more mold here in just a few minutes. Stay with us. 
First-time home buyers, you say, ah, hey, there are more of you than you know. And the bottom line is this, folks. If you haven't purchased a home in the last three years, then you can requalify as a first-time home buyer, uh, a la Center State Bank here in the Florida Keys. Now, there's a bunch of reasons to do this. Number one, easier to qualify. Number two, great rates, low down payment, and money to help you at closing. The list goes on. It's incredible. Contact Lisa Feliciano at Center State Bank, 305-852-0516, or log on to centerstatebank.com. Hello, Radio A1A listeners. This is Michael Marinelli of American Caribbean Real Estate. Let me ask you, are you tired of the same old real estate agents doing the same old stuff the same old way? I provide a level of service that most agents can't, don't, or won't. Contact me to find your piece of paradise here in the Florida Keys or to assist you in finding a great agent nationwide. As part of the Christie's International Real Estate Network, I've got a team of agents that can take care of you no matter where you are. So no matter what your real estate needs are, with 22 years of service, contact me, Michael Marinelli, the real estate conk of American Caribbean Real Estate at 305-439-7730 or visit me at my award-winning Florida Keys Real Estate and Lifestyle blog at therealestateconk.com. I look forward to working with you soon. It's hurricane season again. Before a storm hits, take a few minutes to review your insurance policies with a Keys Insurance agent. Keys Insurance is much more than just property and casualty. Keys Insurance covers commercial and business insurance, all lines of liability, workers' comp, employees' health and payroll. Keys Insurance works every day to keep their promise to cover you. Log on to keysinsurance.com or call 305-453-1445 to speak with a Keys Insurance agent. This is your Key West Honorary Mayor Gonzo Mays, and you're listening to Radio A1A, music for the road to paradise. So damn the carnations, full speed ahead! You gotta love that, damn those carnations, Yes, full speed ahead. Uh, Folks, welcome back to the program. Uh, We are talking to Terry Dunn from Coastal Indoor Environmental Consultants. We're talking about mold, and uh, we're about a year out now from Irma. Uh, the folks who are experiencing Florence, uh, a fair amount of water intrusion taking place mm-hmm. during that storm, uh, which does create a, a remarkably uh, rich uh, environment for mold to exist and prosper. Uh, and we've been kind of covering some of that. Um, you know, the, you just brought up a great point when we were off the air there, uh, Terry, about uh, in days of old. You know, and, uh, and and the way things were before air conditioning was run, we really didn't have so much mold then, yeah. did we? No, and, no. And because? Well, today we have separated the outdoor environment with the indoor environment with our exterior envelope. So we keep it pretty tight. Right. Um, the way it was before air conditioning, we had cross ventilation. Everybody had their windows open. Fresh air. And as long as the roof was intact, nothing would get really wet unless you got a plumbing leak under the sink. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you'd have a problem in the cabinet, just like you normally would. But it would still be able to ventilate, and, uh, you know, it wouldn't become a problem. So, the venting thing is kind of important, isn't it? Right. I mean, in, in this environment that we live in now, where we try and separate the outside and the inside more... 
and we have air conditioning and that type of thing. I mean, is it does it make sense to open the place up every now and then and air it out? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, one of the keys to having a clean environment is air exchange. Right. So when we do get these fronts coming through in the next few months coming up where the fronts come through and it gets nice and cool and you see that deep, dark blue Montana sky, mm-hmm. absolutely shut the air off and open up the windows and get an air exchange so that you can uh, get all the, the stuff out of your house. Uh, you know, in a commercial building, they do offer air exchange in the AC system, whereas in our homes, we don't get that. But in your home... Interesting topic. Well, a normal family of four, for example, in a 2,500-square-foot home... Right. They're going to go in and out the front door yeah. and the sliding doors enough where you're going to get enough air exchange, right. fresh air exchange. You'd like to think so. Right. But some people live in a 15,000 square foot home with no kids. You know, they all moved out <laughs> and uh, their air gets a little stale Yeah, and they need to air exchange. So you want to air exchange. That's a good point. Uh, and you want to make sure your AC system is functioning properly. Now, another thing about the air conditioning system, down here in Florida, we have really high humidity. Mm-hmm. So thermostats are made for the entire world. They're not made for Miami, Florida. <laughs> Thank you for yeah. bringing this up. That's so, very true. Yeah. So you have a fan setting on your thermostat. You have an auto position and mm-hmm. you have an on position. Right. When you're running the cooling unit of your air conditioner, you do not want to have the fan in the on setting. You want to have it running in the auto setting. Right. right. That way, when the evaporator coils get saturated with moisture, when the cooling side of the unit shuts off, it'll still allow the evaporator coil to drain off. Whereas if you leave the fan running when the cooling unit's off, it'll blow that moisture back into the air of your house Mm -hmm. and you're going to actually increase your relative humidity levels and you don't want to do that. Yeah, very bad idea. My air conditioner at home, you know, when when that evaporator shuts off, boy, it is like somebody's beating the, you know, end of my bed with a hammer. (laughs) You know, it is... (laughs) Boom! Yeah, you know, and then it, and then you know the the fan will run for about another five minutes, right? You know, and and Bob's your uncle, then it's done. Yeah, you know? so, yeah. I mean, it, it, is that is that the coils or something that's uh, shuttering? Basically? I don't know. I would seek professional <laughs> consultation, and <laughs> you need professional consultation anyway. A lot of people are saying that these <laughs> yeah. days. You know, you know. get a professional <laughs> AC guy to look at that. Yeah, probably a good idea. And so, I imagine ductwork too, because a major cul- culprit. Yeah, duct work, that's another important subject, is if you have air leaks, now, mm-hmm. most ducting runs through the attic space. Yeah. Now, the attic space can get as hot as 110 degrees. Because it's not necessarily insulated. Right. Well, your ventilated. attic your yeah. attic is naturally ventilated. Right. And it's not insulated on the top. It's right. insulated on your ceiling. Right. Mm-hmm. So the attic space itself is very hot. So... What happens is the duct tape around the ducting of your air conditioning system that runs through the attic. Expands and contracts. Well, the tape wears down Mm -hmm. over that heat for so many years, and the tape will start to delaminate, and you'll get air leaks occur 
into the attic space. So what we want to do is we want to make sure that cold never comes close contact to hot. So if you have 49-degree air coming out of an air duct and you're in a 110-degree attic space, (laughs) you're going to make water. You're going to be making water. You're generating a pool up there. Your your vents will be peeing, basically. And what happens also is when you see an air vent and you look up at your ceiling and you see black around the edge, then you need to get up in the attic and make sure that there isn't any air leaks there, number right. one. And number two, the insulation is tight around that air conditioner vent can. Mm-hmm. If it's loose or you have a leak there, that'll allow for mold growth to occur right on your ceiling next to your AC vent. Mm-hmm. Also, you want to make sure you're not getting condensation happen on a vent. Most vents are metal. And the dew point can reach very easily on a vent. And it'll start to sweat. So if that's sweating, you got an issue that you need to deal with with your insulation. Well, moisture right. needs to be addressed. Right. In yeah. fact, I think that was an issue happening in that house we were looking at. Yes. Right. Matter of fact, you know, spot on. Right. So, uh, you know, those are those are issues. You want to make sure you always have a good thick blanket. Anywhere where hot can make contact with cold, and that was one of the big issues in mm-hmm. that house we yeah. looked at. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's as simple as, like, with the air handler, you know, you have pipes that run into that air handler that are cold. Right. You know, they need to be insulated because otherwise that is a source of condensation. Right. right. You know. And, I mean, I, I, I think if you took, a, took 10 homes and walked through them in, in any subdivision, in the Florida Keys, you'd find that situation uh, in taking place uh, right. at this particular moment. So, you know, not that uncommon, really. Right. You know, um, I, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, look, how do you get rid of mold? Yeah, remediation. Yes. Well, remediate is a word that comes from a Latin word that means remove. Yeah. You don't want to really necessarily clean mold. Now, it's amazing because people will call me and they'll say, Hey, Terry, I sprayed this area with bleach. I mean, there's no way anything can live there. Right. Sorry. And I repainted it and the mold is back a week later. Mm -hmm. Well, what they did with the bleach, they're killing the mycelium. Mm -hmm. They're killing the bushy part, the growing part of the plant or mold. They're destroying that, but they're not necessarily destroying the spores. I mean, the spores are an incredibly strong thing. If you were to scale up a spore to the size of a bowling ball, (laughs) you know, the shell would be as maybe harder than a bowling ball. You'd have an old Steve McQueen movie. Right. I mean, so the bleach might kill 50% of mold. So if you have a one foot by one foot area of mold, you could have a million spores in there or even 10 million. Right. And you're with bleach, you might destroy 200,000 or 20% of those mold spores. The other 80% are unaffected. So treating mold with a chemical is not something that we found to be very successful yet. Okay. And it's important if you do get a remediation contractor that comes in and they want to 
apply a magical fogging system <laughs> that's going to get rid of the mold. Okay. Yeah, it's going to kill the mold, mm. but it's not going to necessarily make the spores non-viable. Okay. It's kind of like a like an like an ear of corn. You're getting rid of the husk but not the niblets. Right. And it's interesting because Florida enacted legislation in 2010. Right. And they actually started enforcing it in 2011. Yeah that split the remediation industry into two parts. You have the remediation contractors and you have the assessors like myself. Right. And by separating those entities, they have eliminated a lot of the conflict of interest. So it wasn't uncommon for a carpet cleaning company to put themselves out as a mold remediation contractor and they would come in, and they could tell you that you have mold throughout your whole entire house, mm-hmm. and you need to gut your entire house. Right. And it would yeah. be, you know, $100,000 sure. plus. And uh, a lot of fraud was rabid prior to this happening. So Fraud in the building industry in yeah. Florida? Isn't it amazing? No. <laughs> Unheard so, of. Unbelievable. So what happened is Florida enacted this legislation, and uh, now it is against the law for a remediation contractor to come in and act as their own assessor, mm. write their own scope of work, and then do the work and then clear themselves out. So you do not want to do that. You want to contact somebody like myself because I'm going to represent you right and not the remediation contractor and then we can check their work when they're done and verify and test and make sure that the remediation was a success well that's, that's a pretty great. good school of thought actually right. I like that what I mean what do they do though to get rid of the mold well I mean, I, if you're not using chemicals, when I come in and I assess a home right. that maybe was affected by Irma, right. I'm going to identify all the areas that were exposed to water, which in an Irma home down in Big Pine Key is going to be pretty much everything. All of it. Right. Mm-hmm. So what they're going to do is I'm going to write a scope of work for them. It's known as a protocol. Mm-hmm. And they really need to follow my protocol, and they can't expand beyond that protocol without me being involved right because i have i represent the homeowner and i need to verify that what they're doing is necessary mm-hmm. so the uh the scope of work is important to be identified by an independent third party okay. such as myself sure that avoids any conflicts of interest But what they're going to do is they're going to come in and they're going to remove all the affected areas. So anywhere that was wet is likely going to be removed. So in other words, cut it out and then dispose of it. It's going to be removed and disposed of. Now, Mm -hmm. some people think, oh, my Lord, you're tearing my wall out. They think that's a big deal. But it's a lot easier to rip a wall out than it is to try to treat the mold without removing the wall. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. So we're going to remove the wall, and then they're going to look inside the wall cavity, and wherever the edge of the mold is, they're going to go another two feet. Kind of like if you had cancer, they're going to go a little further to make sure sure they get anything that they might miss. Sure. And then 
they're going to clean the area, usually with a biocide, something like that, to make sure that it's pretty much all gone. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I come in and do a clearance, and then once we determine that the remediation was a success, then they you can start the rebuilding process, put everything back together. Here's a kind of a question that makes me wonder is, what about insurance? Does that cover uh, generally if you have mold? Let's say it's not a hurricane-related incident or, or something. I think homeowners. Yeah, does homeowners business. generally uh, cover mold issues, to your knowledge? Well, For that level of you know, work yes. that needs to be done? Well, it's a very, very tricky thing because uh, insurance companies have gotten smart. And when there's a very expensive process, they've been able to eliminate it out of your coverage. So most homeowner Go policies, yeah, most homeowner policies have a ten thousand dollar limit on mold yeah. remediation. <laughs> Whereas if you have water damage, mm-hmm. water damage is covered to the limit of the policy. Right. Right. So it's important that if you get a water event, that you get it addressed fast because your insurance will pay for water damage where they're going to limit you is on mold remediation. Right. So, for wow, example... that's great information. Yeah, and what's is. really scary is when you get into an Irma-like situation where you have 100% of an area that's affected, sure. but you only have the manpower to service maybe 1% of that area. Yeah. Well, if time is of the essence sure. to get the water damage materials out, the insurance company kind of can get an out on yeah. paying for a lot of that because they're going to say, well, it's long-term damage, there's mold growth. And mm-hmm. I've been doing a lot of testimony against those type of situations sure. mm-hmm. because, you know, the insurance industry uses a test to determine what is long-term water damage. Right. And they grew some mold in a lab in Denver, Colorado where the conditions are totally different than they are here. And they say anything over 14 days is long-term. Well, I've been able to germinate colonies of growth of mold in a lab situation in uh, 48 to 72 hours. So the conditions are much different down here than they are in Denver, Colorado. So it seems a bit unfair. And uh, that is a real testy situation, and and unfortunately, it is an out for the insurance company. So if you get water damage, the best thing to do is rip it out as fast as you can and mitigate your loss so that it doesn't become a big, giant mold problem. Right. And then you're going to be sitting there fighting with the insurance company for two years Trying to figure out who's going to pay for all that. Right. Well, the mold continues to grow. Right. Right. So get the materials out, ASAP, and and resolve the moisture source. In other words, if you have a hole in the side of your house from an impact from something from Irma, sure, plug it up. Or your roof or what have you. Right. You know, if yeah. You, if you need to dry in your roof, dry it in. Yeah. Because the longer you let it sit there because you're waiting on someone to pay you to fix it, oh yeah, it's, yeah. it becomes a big problem. Yeah, there was a house uh, over, oh, geez, um, Bayside 
and, uh, and it's kind of a low-lying Waterway? area. The one on Waterways? Waterways, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And it gosh. was a beautiful home. Yeah, we lovely home. Beautiful home. A million, two hundred thousand listed back in 08, something yep. like that, before the crash. And, uh, you know, while it was on the market, got hit by lightning, you know, got a hole in the roof, you know, and they got water inside of it. Worst I've ever seen. I've never, yeah, I've never seen black mold yeah. like that right. in my life. You know, you <laughs> couldn't go into this place without a mask. Right, right. That was the rule. Right. And uh, and I showed it to a couple of people. Yeah. I found a guy, a builder, who yeah. was ready to write a check to buy it. Yeah. You know, he was just going to scrape the surface and burn it and get rid of it and haul it away and build a new, you know, uh, lot there or build a new house there. But, you know. Got into a disagreement, with but the yeah, real it term. can everything. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But no, that that yeah. one, and that shows you what can happen in a no, property yeah. when it's not maintained well yeah, enough. Right. Yeah, right. In no time, you know. So, Terry, I can't thank you yeah. enough for coming on. Hey, Super informative. You thank need to you. come back and do yes. this again. I'd be really happy to. It. I'll tell you, I think that the big problem with mold is people don't understand it. Yeah, and I, I really, agree th- more. I enjoy trying to educate my clients so that they don't have this fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. If you know what you're you're dealing with, it's it make it takes a makes lot all of the the fear in the out world. Of it. Sure, right. You have a website that people can go to or phone number. Yeah, it's uh, coastalieec.com. Okay, and my phone number is three zero five seven zero nine. One one seven seven. We have an office in South Dade County and Key Largo. Cool, Great. Terry Dunn. Thank you so thank much, you, buddy. We appreciate it. All yeah. right, thank yeah. you. Yep, you bet, folks. We're going to take another break. You're listening to the Florida Keys Real Estate Guys on Radio A One A Live. Please like us on Facebook. We'll be right back. Thank you, man. That, that was. If you're a realtor or if you're buying a home or selling a home, maybe you're thinking about buying a piece of land to build on. One thing you need to consider in any real estate transaction is title. You want to be sure there are no surprises ahead. Getting clear title and title insurance is the one and only job of Sunshine Title of the Keys. Sunshine Title for escrow, closings, and title insurance done right. Call Ginny at Sunshine Title, 305-451-0032 today. Hey, Radio A1A listeners, this is Michael Marinelli, the real estate conk, wishing you tropical vibes. For two years, the Radio A1A Trop 40 has brought you the best trop rock artist and song, Hi, I'm Mayor Gonzo Mays, and my new show exclusively features those number one independent trop rock singers and songwriters. Tune in Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Trop 40 Number One Club. It's high season in Key West and traffic is crazy. Want to get around easily without all the hassle? Ride the bus. Key West Transit offers easy access not only to Key West and Stock Island, we provide hourly service all the way to Marathon on our Lower Keys shuttle. So sit back in cool comfort and let our friendly drivers get you there. Go green and ride the bus. This is Robert from Prime Lending, a proud supporter of the Florida Keys Real Estate Guys on Radio A1A, live every Monday at noon. Welcome back, folks. Uh, really, uh, extended thanks goes out to Terry Dunn and the uh, folks from uh, 
coastal environmental uh, indoor in, indoor environmental consultants. Amazing stuff. Really cool stuff. Yeah. You know, I mean, you just think that mold, oh hell, I'll get some late, you know, uh, Lysol or whatever and shoot it, and it'll sure. go. Not so much. Didn't know, you know that about so, the, uh, the the spore exterior. Gosh. Well, well, you know, and the fact is, is that basically these guys, once they do an inspection on your house, they're in your corner. Yeah. You know, so, and then you got to find somebody to uh, remediate it. So yep. you had a closing. A yeah. Good one, yeah. Too. A really great closing this uh, last week. I want to bring it up because it just shows you the kind of great values that we have here in the Florida Keys. This one was in Isla Mirada, the... Mm-hmm. the um, Tavernier part of Isla Mirada, nice. which is you I know, love right Tavernier. there. Uh, area called Indian Waterways. Mm-hmm. Uh, super, super cool property on Calusa, yeah. which is kind of neat. If you if you look on the map, uh, on the opposite side of the street from the homes is a natural preserve. Right. So no neighbors ever. Yeah. It's going to remain that say be- beautiful. And this was really cool. This was a 1960s built house. This is when we were talking about insurance. Old one. But... Really nicely, I mean, incredibly updated. Yeah. Gorgeous, gorgeous. And it had a main house and a guest house. Cool. So you talk about cool and something really unusual, which was a garage. Yeah. So you had. Yeah, unheard of. And uh, was it 65 feet on the water? Jesus. So perfect, perfect, uh, you know, area located. Custom built cheeky with, you know, I mean, this place was as keezy as keezy gets. What did this go for? uh, $775. Jesus. $775 for a. Updated <laughs> home with a guest house, all that water, and a garage in a super neighborhood in Isla Mirada wow. under $800,000, which bad. was a fantastic deal. Um, it was exactly what my customers were looking for, which cool. was really cool. I've been, and the cool thing is this is my fifth transaction with these uh, particular nice. customers going nice. back 20 years. Excellent. First property, uh, first time I worked with them, I sold their house in Miami 20 years ago. Wow. And um, doing really well. They, they, they can't wait to uh, get the house uh, going. It's going to be their uh, weekend retreat uh, for about the next uh, several years. And then cool. this will be their permanent home uh, once they're ready to retire. So great situation, great value. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think this house uh, was certainly a great deal for them. It could have been a lot higher in terms of value. And I think their appraisal already has equity on it. So Excellent. we were really fortunate to get them the type of deal that they were looking for. And that's why I like to let people know is there are phenomenal properties that are out here. I think bang for your buck, yeah. you know, sums it up best. You get you some know. great bang for your buck. And if you're thinking about selling, there are buyers out there that oh, are yeah. hungry for great properties. If you have something that's really unique, really special, like this one had a guest house, man, these things are very, very much in demand. Well, and, and really, who determines what's a special? You yeah, know, that's it's the thing. eye I of the mean, beholder. Yeah, it's always in the eye of the beholder. That's a fact. No question about it. So uh, we still have low? We have, I don't know how much longer, but yeah, uh, but yeah super cool property. Yeah, uh, you talk about, again, Keezy House, mm-hmm. Conk House, which we described on a previous program. Right. Under $400,000, three bedrooms, two baths, impact windows, metal roof, separate man bar, she shed. Uh, you <laughs> it, know, that it, you it can, is definitely a she shed. Yeah, it's a she know. shed. I see yeah. a lot of wine and, oh, and yeah. Moscato being drink, mm-hmm. uh, drunk out there. You bet. Uh, you know, super cool. At end of the street, they've got a kayak launch. So mm-hmm. everything you'd want. And it's under $400,000 right you're, in historic Tavernier. Walking distance from one of the best coffee shops in yep. town. You're welcome, Pierre. Yes. And, uh, uh, you know, let's see what else. Uh, across the street from the hospital. Also good. You're welcome, Mariners. Yeah. And uh, shopping, Tavernier Town Center, yeah. right Irish there. pub. Yeah. <laughs> oh, lad. Yeah. You shouldn't get me so turned exactly. on. Exactly. During the daylight hours. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, brother Bob uh, knows how that feels yeah, exactly. over there. So, so. You know, super location, yeah. and, yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's it's available. So call us. You want to take a look at it? Easy, easy, easy to show. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So how are we doing time-wise over there? Okay, we're wrapping it up, folks. Uh, thank you for joining us once again for another edition of Florida Keys Real Estate Guys Live. Tropical Vibes. If I had my way, I'd set sail right away. Destination Southern Shores. Throw my cares upon a shelf. Head on off for somewhere else where the weather's always warm.